Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Wednesday Wisdom with Jimmy Warden. I'm your host, Jimmy Warden. On today's episode, I'm going to be talking a little bit about self-awareness and the process in which that we can engage to create a higher level of self-awareness so that we can just become a better person overall. So without further ado, a quick word from our sponsors, and then we will get right into the episode. Self-awareness is something that a lot of people believe that they have, but very seldom they actually do. It comes through observation, contemplation, and implementation. We often observe others, but how much do we actually take stock in ourselves? The more that we observe ourselves, the better we'll understand both our internal and external selves. This is where our self-awareness begins. Once we have observed ourselves, next we'll have to contemplate how that version of us has served not just ourselves, but the world around us. And lastly, implementation is needed in order to make sustaining changes in your life. Each day we probably interact with dozens of people and our brain is making tons of observations about them with each passing second. When our brain is being observant, we tend to make judgments based on how we think people and things should be. These judgments come from thoughts and often how we think others should look, behave, and think. We also have judgments about how the world around us should be because it's not up to par. The paradox is that we often don't realize how we contribute to these thought narratives, and this is due to a lack of self-awareness from not observing our own thoughts, our own behaviors, our own appearance, and our own speech. The more that we can observe our thoughts, the more that we'll recognize how we interpret the world around us. A lot of us get caught up in negative thinking because we feel or we think that particular parts of our world should be different. Perhaps we think we don't have the job that we want or that we think we deserve. So we think that we're currently doing a job, working at a job, excuse me, that is inadequate. Perhaps we think we should be happier because we have a family that loves us and food on the table. So we think that there's something wrong with us because we don't have a certain level of happiness. What we aren't aware of is the fact that we have set a standard based heavily upon societal ideas that if you have a job, a roof over your head and food on the table, that that should create a certain level of happiness. We're trying to make something that's subjective, in this case happiness, and make it objective through these achievements of obtaining a job, renting or buying a home, and having enough to eat. So when we think these milestones should bring us happiness and they don't, we think we need to keep achieving to become happy. When in reality, we need to shift our way of thinking by becoming more aware of our thoughts. Each day, we have thousands of thoughts that flow through our thinking minds. Some studies have shown that we have around 6,000 thoughts per day, and other studies have shown that we have upwards of 60,000. This is why it is a daunting challenge to be aware of our thoughts because they are constant and free-flowing. We cannot stop them. We can only hope to contain them through awareness. The National Science Foundation even had a study that showed 80% of our thoughts each day are negative. 
And this is evidence that shows why we often view the world around us as not enough. This negative thinking implies that we think it should be better than it is. These thoughts also tend to come in by the bundle. For example, let's use that person who thinks that they don't have the job that they deserve because someone else received the promotion they were thinking. They may think they're aware of their thoughts, but what they aren't aware of is how their thoughts tend to shape their perception of their own world. This is because perception is essentially sensory information combined with thought. Therefore, if we're not aware of our thoughts, we aren't seeing the world for what it could be. Chances are they're experiencing negative thoughts such as that person doesn't know what they're talking about or that person isn't very good at what they do or perhaps that person isn't deserving of the promotion. It's important to begin to try to build awareness through observation of our own thoughts. Observing thoughts is not very tricky or challenging to explain, but to engage in it, it takes a lot of repetition. The practice is essentially taking mental notes of our thoughts. This technique is referred to as noting in mindful meditation training. The way to do it is simply notice and observe a thought when it passes through our mind without judgment. A couple of ways to do this is to simply label it in your mind as thinking or feeling. Noting the thought or feeling helps bring our mind back to the present moment because we'll no longer be entangled in thought streams or patterns. Rather, we'll be able to untie the thought rope before it takes us over. Once we begin cultivating awareness of our thoughts, we'll be able to recognize the types of thoughts we have each day and the type of thinker that we are. Are we always thinking about what could go wrong or are we more optimistic? Do we get caught up in blaming or do we take responsibility? Being aware of this can help us figure out what thoughts serve us in the world around us, as well as what thoughts don't serve us in the world around us. This can be a turning point in self-awareness because thoughts tend to precede speech and behavior. Have you ever said something to someone in, that you immediately regretted? That's because you didn't notice the thought of what you were going to say before it was said. That's where the phrase, think before you speak, comes from. However, I would like to change it a bit to be aware of thinking before speaking because the actual thought might take a little bit too long in terms of actually thinking about what it is you want to say, especially if it's something in the, in the heart of the moment. But if we just cultivate that awareness, we're less likely to slip up in the tongue. This heightened self-awareness of our thoughts can also help us create more awareness of our behavior too as long as we simply apply that technique of noting. It will help us pause a missed in action that has been ingrained as a habit, and if this habit isn't serving us in a positive way, we'll be able to then think about that as we begin to contemplate. And next is the contemplation part of our self-awareness journey. Contemplation is crucial to engage in after observation and before implementation because observation can help us implement new changes as long as we contemplate what we want to change. Once we start to contemplate what we'd like to change about ourselves, it starts with going through our observations of our thoughts, behaviors, and speech. Start by asking why. Why am I having these negative thoughts? Why do I think about the same things when life isn't going as planned? 
Why do I run my hands through my hair when I'm annoyed? Why do I eat with poor nutrition after a bad day? Why am I impulsive in my speech? Why do I say certain things when I feel a certain way? These are some great questions to begin the contemplation process, but create questions that speak more to you based on your observations of yourself. As we engage in contemplation, we create a better understanding and awareness of who we have been. And from here, we can create an awareness of who we want to be. At this point, if we're not satisfied about who we've been, the good news is that we can do better to be better in the future. It is important to forgive yourself for your past self because guilt, shame, and regret often do not serve us in the long run. They might momentarily provide us a little bit of fuel in order to inspire us for something in that moment. However, if we hold on to those toxic negative feelings, there is never really any good outcome that comes from that. Plus, until self-awareness is cultivated, our previous efforts were merely our best because we weren't aware of our other options or other ways of being, which is why it is important to forgive yourself because in that moment, you more than likely were doing your best that you could. At this point, we need to think about and contemplate who we want to be. What kind of energy do we want to bring to others? How do we want to be present? How do we want to present ourselves to the world with our body language? Do we want to be more compassionate and empathetic? Do we want to overcome interference more often? Do we want to recognize and reframe negative thoughts? These are several questions that you could also start with, but if they're not applicable to your situation, please be sure to think of questions that better suit your situation. This process of questioning can help lead to making changes in what we think, do, and say. Now this is where implementation comes into play. After contemplating and planning, we can begin implementing the changes that we want to make. This is the most challenging part of the self-awareness journey because it's very challenging to break the habits we've built when it comes to our ways of thinking, being, and speaking. However, at this point in the journey, we'll have practiced the noting technique to be aware of our thoughts, and that same technique can be applied to our implementation. It just takes a quick mental note of what we're doing to recognize whether or not we're implementing our changes properly. If we are, we keep going. If we aren't, we should stop and take a step back to contemplate why the implementation hasn't been successful. If we haven't been successful, there's a likelihood that we're trying to implement too much change at once. Even if we want to implement radical change, it's best to do this in a methodical manner in order to make it sustainable change. For example, if we want to start waking up earlier to be more productive or implement a morning routine, it's better to set your alarm five minutes earlier than usual rather than an hour earlier. This will allow your body to make slow change over time. You might be able to wake up an hour earlier a few times in a row or even for a week, but this will take a heavy toll on your body in a shorter amount of time, making it less sustainable. And this should be applied with any change that you want to implement. I've tried to go down the path. I've tried to go down the path of radical change and 
I might have been able to sustain it for days and weeks when I've tried to implement a lot at one time and making big drastic changes. But months and years are much more challenging. So if we're aware of how we adapt to change and the way we respond to change, we'll be able to implement the changes that we want to make with much more success because we'll make plans that are much more realistic for us to actually follow through with and we'll be more likely to do that because it's much more realistic. And at the end of the day, this true self-awareness journey is a three-phase process that is constantly looping. It starts with an awareness and recognition of how we think about ourselves in the world around us. We can begin cultivating this by observing our thoughts in a non-judgmental way. This will help us be able to observe our actions and speech too, because these observations are at the heart of the mindfulness technique, noting. Once we're able to note our thoughts, actions, and speech, we can start to contemplate whether or not our past methods have served us in the world around us. If some of the answers are no, we should continue to contemplate why this is. That way, we can think up realistic plans of implementation to bring a better us into the world each day. Awaken to your awareness of yourself. You get the chance to make each day a bit better than the one before. Thank you for listening, folks. I really hope that you enjoyed this. I hope that you were able to have a couple of takeaways that you are going to try to perhaps implement into your own life specifically in the form of self-awareness. And I'm really hoping that I can try to do a follow-up and go a little bit more in depth on some of these topics. I just felt like this would be a good place to start in terms of the process of self-awareness. However, like I said, I'm hoping that I can try to follow up in the near future with some more in-depth analysis of that self-awareness journey. However, if this podcast or any other podcast that you've listened to by me, please feel free to share them with other people because at the end of the day, the reason why I'm doing this podcast is to try to just help others. So if any of these podcasts have helped you, please feel free to share it so that you can also help others and we can keep this chain reaction of improvement going. So thank you again for listening and tune in next week.